friends. Welcome back. My name is Tiffany Pratt, and this is my love jam. By my side, my bestie Coco on the mic, doing the mix. Say hi, Coco. Yo, what's up? We're just over here in Toronto, Canada, meeting people, discussing our journey, and uncovering all the facts and the figures and the feelings about love. Love comes in many sizes, shapes, and forms. And I'm here talking to some of the coolest people I know all about their journey and the things that they do to bring love into their life. This is a podcast all about that. As a creative person, I love being inspired by stories. And I want this to be a place for anyone who does anything to feel like they've found a home. I never want you to feel like what you're going through is something you're going through alone. We are totally in this together. So let's have some laughs, let's jam, and let's share a moment together and understand the power of love. Because it's out there and I've got lots of it to share. So I love you and I'm so excited that you're here. Coco, we have somebody to thank. We sure do. Who who are we thanking? Delta Fawcett Canada. Delta Fawcett Canada. Oh my goodness. We would not be here if it wasn't for you. Your inspiration to do this in the first place has us recording season one, season two, and now season three. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. And I guess it's time to get on with our next guest. But before we do, if you want to check them out on the web, it's deltafaucet.ca. So thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Can I just say I am surrounded by the fierce energy of three men in a studio. Oh, and I have two of the most delicious ones in front of me. <laughs> I have been waiting for this moment, I think, all my life. Um, you can't have one bro law without the other. And the day I met you both was a day I feel like I met a couple of my soulmates. Anybody listening to this podcast right now, you cannot shut this puppy down. You're in for a treat. You're in for a ride because my bro laws, Dave and Joey are here on the Love Jam. Gentlemen, thank you for coming! <laughs> oh, thank you for having us. So happy to be here. <gasps> that, that introduction, though. melody in the background, that was beautiful. Mm. Coco, that's all you, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. That's my best Coco. <laughs> Hi. I know you guys I'm actually are only here because you wanted to meet Coco. It's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> that got us through the door. That's all we're saying. You're like, okay, let me just get to see this guy, and then uh, maybe we'll do a podcast. We'll think. We'll think about it. We're going to make the drive anyway. Brew laws, brew laws. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so anyone out there, there's a lot of people all over the world listening. They want to know who are the bro laws. And I will tell you, I met the bro laws. I have, I have a, a separate world on television sets. And I do TV stuff in, in Canada on HGTV. And we were on a set together. How many years ago, guys? Five years ago now, Five I think. Five years? That was the start of it. Okay, so five years ago, we'd wow. never met, right? Never. We're on, we're on a set. Let's uh, let's bring the peoples up to speed. So you're being attractive and capable and strong <laughs> and funny. Keep going. And, <laughs> and everything I've ever wanted in my life as far as a man and a contractor. I am a moth to a flame, being the designer that I am. Yeah. And I realize our senses of humor are so similar oh, yeah. and it just, we kind of fell in. So let's just recount what happened. It was a sort of a, were each other's people thing for you or tell me, talk it out. Go ahead. You met her first, technically. You I did. was just in the background. Come on, Dave. We did. Drive. And it was a magical moment. I mean. It was magical for me. We knew. I mean, we, me, you, and Colin Hunter all got to team up together for a challenge. That's right. And. Shout out to Colin Hunter. Big shout out. Colin Hunter, we love you. Absolutely. But we all got paired up. And what are the odds of the world bringing the three of us together? I mean, Joey had to stand on the sidelines and watch us <laughs> as we did this competition, which was... I was there in spirit. Yes, right? 100%. Yeah. Because when you get one bro law, you get both bro yeah. laws. No matter who this is, is there, this is what I've learned. You get both. Yeah. yeah. 
And we had a magical experience in that we competition. Did. I looked in your eyes. We lost Hazel. horribly. We did. Actually, never even made it to air. I don't even know. It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but we had so much fun. I remember thinking, who's been hiding these guys? Because, <laughs> okay, so let's let's first tell anyone out there listening, this is going to be a show about love, uh, mm. contracting, your home, doing things with joy, um, and of course, always bringing love into what you do. And I, being a designer, having done what I've been doing for home design, home decor, restaurants, interiors of all kinds, you're only as good as your contractor. This is how I feel. Okay. Do you okay. agree with this? I, I think so. so yeah. You need somebody to be able to pull off your vision, right? Yeah. So I met you on a TV set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were made, for, in my opinion at the time, I'm like, are these uh, made for TV contractors? <laughs> these guys are too cute <laughs> and they're too funny. They can't possibly be good at their job. You know, they can't possibly. They just got to be, they're, they're actors. It's <laughs> a fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> People probably think this about you all the time, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. They're like, well, these guys are too hot and too funny to be contractors. Well, let me tell you, you're the full trifecta. You're hot, you're funny, and you're incredibly good at what you do. So take the peoples from the top. Why are you called the bro laws? Coco, you wanted to know this. Yeah, like I'm really bad with familial connections. Like, yeah, how are you guys related and where the name came from? So I married Joey's sister. So we are brother-in-laws. Okay. Um, And the name came about, we were just working away on set back when we were doing Decked Out. And one Ducked of Out is an HGTV show in Canada. Correct. But it's not on anymore no. for anyone outside of Canada wondering what is Ducked Out. <laughs> so we were working away on that show and it was either the sound guy or it was the uh, the camera guy. Yeah. They always battle as to who came up with the idea. But we were trying to come up with like an online persona to do on Instagram and stuff like this. And they were like, bro laws. And we were like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, we laughed it off at first. I feel like we we're like, ah, good one. And then the more we thought about it, we're like, actually, that's a, that's a pretty legit name. I think we can run with this. Yeah. And here we are. So how, how many years have you been the Brolaws? I've been the Brolaws for five years, I think. Four years? Did we just have a four-year anniversary? Well, the company's been, yeah, four yes. years. But then we started this persona, I guess, two years prior to that? Yeah. So six years of Brolaws are us. So Joey and I are brother-in-laws, but we're way more brothers than that. I started dating Joey's sister back in 2000 or yeah. 20 years ago. Really long time. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. So anybody that's been with anyone for 20 years, bless. (laughs) We, I fell in love with his sister, but also with Joey in that we were like, twins basically connected at the heart you like sports i like sports you like acting and improv and everything funny i like all of that all that stuff and we just naturally bonded i ended up being the dowry at their wedding yes oh wow i get joey i was given to dave oh wow pretty good deal the dowry okay straight up (laughs) (laughs) somebody got ripped off (laughs) and i'm not sure who yet Still to play out. Coco, we'll leave that for you to decide at the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So your bro laws. Yes. You're you're attached by the heartstring. Yeah. And you started a construction company. We did. We worked worked together for Paul LaFrance for a long time. Yeah. A contractor up here in Canada. Again, decked out, custom built, all that fun stuff. He is another one of our brothers-in-law. Okay. Um, so he married another one of my sisters. I come from a large family, so there's a lot of in-laws. Wow, you're a pimp. That I'm connected to. <laughs> just yeah, tossing just, his sisters out. Yeah. Meeting sisters, all the people, brothers, like, take them. Hey, listen, you got a job, I got a sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can make a deal happen. <laughs> you're going to fall in love with my sister. Yeah. You're going to throw me a little bit of work. <laughs> it's worked out for me so far. <laughs> so yeah, we worked for him together, I guess, for... Yeah. A long time before this. 2007 is when I started working with Paul. So So. was it just out of necessity? He was like, hey, I need some extra hands or you had a genuine interest in the trade? Uh, I think it started as hands because I did a few uh, summers working with him while I was in high school. Um, So then it was just something to do, something to make money. Um, But then as I, for myself, Joey, did it in the summers of high school is when I kind of fell in love with it. It it was something that I was already naturally good at. Um, My dad had kind of shown me some carpentry growing up. Um, so I had a bit of a background Were in it. Were you in Woodshaw? 
I was in woodshop. I did mm-hmm. do woodshop in, in school. I don't know that I did that well, but I didn't do well in much in school. Wow, mm-hmm. that just showed how good I was <laughs> in school in general. <laughs> but that's why we have Dave. Exactly. <laughs> Dave, did you do well in school? I did. I was an honor roll student. Uh-huh. I, why do I get this the feeling? The teachers loved me. I buttered them up. I can remember grade 12 English, the ISU project I had to do. I'd read two books and I picked the Dubliners, which is like this massive book and some other books I don't even remember. I didn't read either of them. <laughs> Coles notes it. I dressed up for my presentation. So I put like a pillow under my shirt, a bucket hat on, and I did the whole thing in an Irish accent. And the teacher was blown away. She loved me so much. I got an 80, I think an 88% on that project. And I didn't read either book. It was <laughs> I just wooed based, them. It, it was all based on your drama. Oh, 100%. It was your costuming. It was your enthusiasm. Yeah. Like anyone that just loves this project so much is just going to get a good grade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you guys meet... You've been family per se. Yep. When did you, Dave, decide you were going to join in on this contracting business? So it was when I decided that I wanted to get married. So we were really young and I was working in the trade um, in the summers. So I had gone to school post-secondary for kinesiology. Yep. And I did a year of that. And I did not enjoy post-secondary the same way that I did high school. I think because you didn't have that connection with the teachers. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't able to woo them as much. (laughs) There was no camaraderie. There were no costumes. Dave is out. (laughs) But also being a good Christian boy, I was really just wanting to get married so that, uh, you know. You want to pay for some things. We could put paper to things and and move the relationship along. You're like, listen, so we got to get figured, married. So I was like, contracting? I can do that. I'm going to get some cash. We going to get married. <laughs> no, seriously, though, that's what happened. And? And so I started doing it more often. I saw that I had a good skill for it. My dad is in the trades. And, um, what does your think dad do? How do I not know this? He's a contractor as well. What? So he works with my brother. So they have their own little small contracting company. Carpenters make construction and design. And then we have the Brolos. So we collaborate with each other on projects every now and then. Oh, my goodness. Um, but it's always just kind of been in my family. So I was good with tools. I understood things. So when I started into the trades, I excelled really quickly. I went from being a third who was just the guy carrying lumber back and forth to having my own crew with Joey within like a year and a half. So I just plowed through the system and I saw I can make a good living doing this. I enjoy it. Let's go. And I had no idea that it would get to where we are right now. (laughs) When you're getting in this trade, this is such, I've been really looking forward to this podcast because I love covering topics that no one's going to expect me to cover. Mm. And contracting is a topic for me. Okay. Because I, you, we had this. Now I just want to put a little precursor here. I want to throw a little uh, tip. If you hop over to the Bro Laws, they have their own podcast, Breakfast with the Bro Laws. And we did our podcast, oh. so you can hop over there and listen to our podcast. But when we were doing that, we discovered my deep need and understanding and love for the energy that is the home. So when you invite people into your home, you're taking on who they are, their persona, their energy, and hopes they're going to execute and give you the dream that you have in your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the contractor effectively has to realize the dream, not only of the homeowner, but of the designer. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing that I, I want to unpack for people because it's a very, very important decision. If you have any renovation going on in your home, outside or inside or otherwise, Thinking of who you're going to hire to do a a big or small contracting job in your home is a big decision. Yeah. So first things first, I want anyone listening, if you're aspiring to be a contractor, if your son or daughter is aspiring to be a contractor, anybody out there, what would you say are the things that you should look for or that people who are interested in whatever, what, what characteristics, traits, interests, would you say, this is a good job to get involved? Are you good with your hands? Are you interested in space? Like what what were you guys interested in that got you sort of thinking, I'm going to be really good at this? Well, I think open-mindedness is a huge thing. 
just being able to have an open mind to anything that you're learning in life, but with construction especially, because if you have an idea of how you think something needs to be done, then you're going to be stuck in that, where we've been fortunate to work with so many different people over our time in the trades. And when you're open to their ideas, you can learn so much. There's so many valuable things to take away. And especially when you're working with different designers, you can see how they're working, see how they want things done. And just having an open mind to be adaptable would be Mm -hmm. kind of a big thing. Unpack that a little bit more, because I think people need to understand contracting on a base level, which is you're putting together the full project, but Mm -hmm. you may not be the one executing all the bits, correct? True. So unpack that a little bit. Like you have to, you you guys have outsourced some really great people. How do you find these people? Who do you bring on jobs if it's not you doing the trades? Like that's that's some pretty. Those are a lot of uh, it's a lot of orchestration, a lot of orchestrating. There's a lot of orchestrating. <laughs> this is the point <laughs> we're trying dun, to drive. Dun, home. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is pull out my high school clarinet and give you a trumpet. <laughs> There's a lot of orchestrating here. Okay, continue. There is, and it's honestly really hard to find those connections. Yeah. Um, we've been fortunate that we've found a really good electrician and plumber that we work with on a lot of our projects. And just having that ability to work hand in hand, trust that they have your best interest in heart and that you have theirs. So it's really working together where I think a lot of contractors and homeowners and people butt heads with certain trades because they're thinking of themselves. So I find Joey and I, Joey especially is probably one of the most selfless people that I know. And when you apply that, into communicating with trades or inspectors or homeowners and designers, then it really, they want to work for you as much as you're working for them. It really changes that dynamic of a working relationship. Well, I think this is something that you guys are and do that I've never seen and all the contractors. So any contractor I've ever worked with is going to hate me after this podcast. (laughs) But I 100% feel that communication is something you are very strong mm-hmm. with not mm-hmm. only each other, but with the people and the trades and everyone that you work with so that when you have strong communication skills, you're able to properly engage in good times and bad yeah. with your trades, with your customer, with everybody. So that's one thing that's that's really, really important. I think when you're hiring a contractor is look for someone that you can really talk to, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so you guys fall in love with contracting. You love each other a million times. You realize that you, between the two of you, you have a very special sauce. <laughs> Super special sauce. No, you do. I mean, I haven't yeah. tried Joey's sauce, but no, it's our mutual sauce. <laughs> oh, that okay, she's that we're combining. Thank you, Joey. Okay, Thank yeah, you. I got you. I feel like Joey's become my translator <laughs> over the years. I get you too. <laughs> I don't know how this has happened, but you really do. It's like you understand the weird way I twist things in my brain. It's quite lovely, actually. I wish you were on more often. You're like, just talk to Joey. Um, but no, truly, between you, Joey, you're a little bit. You don't. How am I trying to say this? Dave's a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. 100%. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not <laughs> no. that one. No, that was wrong. Okay, never mind. I can't actually read your mind. That's no, what I but, attempted but, to but do no, there. No, but it was I'm good sorry. because you're, you, you kind of hang back. Yeah. You let Dave go forward and do the front man business. When Dave tires of the front man, you can come forward. You guys have a different energy, but your energies match. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we, if you have a client, you can kind of decide which client is going to jive with which one of you. Yeah. And that's how I think you're able to handle it because not everyone's going to be a Joey person Mm -hmm. and not everyone's going to be a Dave person. Am I right there? Big time. And I think a lot of people miss the mark by not having that team. And that's something like when we worked with you on on the Color Club, we fell in love with your team as well because you work hand in hand. You balance each other so well. So like we jokingly say that I'm the dreamer. I'm the guy who's running ahead like, let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. Mm -hmm. And then Joey's the realist sitting back just saying like, okay, Dave, come back. We still got to (laughs) focus on this first and get this done. So we balance each other so well with that. Yeah, and I think something with us is we have the same core beliefs and the same core way that we approach things Um, with that communication and with the way that we want to see our clients through a project. We want it to be about them. We want it to be about their vision. Money is a secondary thing for us. Obviously, we need to make money. We need to put food on our tables, but we really want to see the client through the process and we want them to enjoy it because we really do enjoy what we do. We enjoy being a part of the team that we have. So we want to kind of take them along for the ride. So the fact that we have that same core, the fact that we are different personality-wise doesn't end up making too much of a difference Mm -hmm. because that's just how we approach things. But at the end of the day, we always come back to that. 
you said something in there that I love, which is it's not always about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the one thing um, that people find when they start to unpack a project for their home is no one could ever really expect to spend the kind of money that they're going to spend. If they hire a designer, if they hire contractors and they're buying all the materials, they're in for some serious cash. So you're, you're expending so much energy and money on this dream. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that I love about you guys is I think you really do get invested in the dream as much as you are invested in the person Uh, and then you know that the income will follow. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not going to strike for cash right away. You're like, I know that if I do this right, they're gonna love what we've done and they're gonna pay me properly. Have yeah. you guys have you ever had a client walk out on you a walk out on a bill? We have not. No. We have been extremely blessed with good clients. Um, part of that has come through a lesson of learning to say no. Right. There have been some clients that we've met with that personality-wise, neither of us jived with, and we were able to not do the project. And I say that I feel like we dodged some bullets every now and then mm-hmm. with certain projects like yep. that. Yep. Um, but the clients that we take on, we end up creating such great bonds with, some of them that we continue talking with afterwards, and cr- we build relationships with them, and we have so much fun with it. Um, but we value their their investment, right? And I think a lot of that comes from our dads. Both of our dads were never big money worriers. Mm. Um, we didn't grow up financially that stable. <laughs> our, our, our households would say would be like lower middle class income. Same. same. And our parents instilled in us kind of a, a knowing and a trust that it's going to be there. It's yep. going to be there for you. And you need to be there for people. Mm-hmm. It'll show up when the energy is right. Yeah. And that's the, you will, my mom always said, we're never going to go without, but we maybe don't have as much as everyone yeah. else. Yes. Um, and it's interesting because when I think when you put the, the foot forward of service, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing I'll always say is that how can I be of service in yeah. any capacity? It's, there's a purpose behind your service. And sometimes it's not always with the thing that you're doing, which is design or construction. There's so many layers to this type of work that we do because it's emotional and it's physical and it's psychological, it's financial. There's so many layers. So I really love what you said. And that's one thing I, I hope that anyone out there listening can think of is look for a contractor team Mm -hmm. so that there's two people to bounce things off of look for somebody or a couple people or a team of people who are really interested in the project yeah and the most important thing that i love that you said is that you want to make sure you click exactly because the click is where you know when this person's in and out of your house for the next eight months six weeks or whatever you're not going to be like Oh God, it's Dave and Joey again. (laughs) You know, like you're going to be, you're going to be excited to see each other. Yeah. Especially if it's like a master bathroom renovation, like you're in people's bedrooms, you're in like very intimate setting spaces for them Mm -hmm. and you're destroying them. You're making them dirty and you're working on something. So you want to make sure that you feel comfortable with the contractor that's entering into that space. Right. And I think authenticity goes a long way. Like I'm not a salesman when I go to somebody's house, I'm me. And we tell people to look at our Instagram page. That's who we are. You get what you get with us. Some people don't like that we're goofy and they want somebody who's going to take the job more serious. They don't realize that we do take it just (laughs) as serious as everybody else. We just like to have fun with life. (laughs) This is the segue. Oh, yeah. Which is the joy. Yeah. Yes. This is why you're here because I have a, and Coco, you know, I say this pretty much every podcast. So get ready for it. I don't give a shit what you do. I care how you do it. Yes. And it's about the love and how you approach whatever it is that you're tackling in your life. I don't care if you bag groceries or if you're sweeping floors or if you're doing brain surgery, you have to approach it with love and passion and joy. Yeah. And so one thing I love so deep, uh, and I think I tell you guys 18,000 times when I see you how much (laughs) I love you, is that you take something that's extremely hard work and it's physical and there's so many details and a lot of people who do your work are not happy people and i've worked with them for years of my life and i feel like i've made it my job to make them happy Mm. and i was so blessed to have you guys work on a project with me and my 
biggest, most valuable takeaway of that two weeks working with you both was joy. Mm. You bring so much joy to the job site. You bring so much joy to the work. You can find the funny in what you're doing. You bring the party. Okay. <laughs> so anyone, I just, Brola at, at Brolaws R Us. If you're on Instagram, which I know you are, stop the podcast. <laughs> Go on to at Brolaws R Us. So R U S. Yep. Because these guys do a lot of lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the likes of it. <laughs> grown ass man. Yeah. Grown ass men. Oh yeah. Singing, lip syncing hits that sometimes aren't even sung by men. No, no. Often not. Okay, no. so let's talk about the joy. Let's talk about what sort of got this going. And it's like, okay, you know what, guys? Let's take let's take 10. Let's get some coffees and do a lip sync. <laughs> like, who, who started that? Who started the like, you know what? The floor's almost done, but I think we need 10 minutes. Let's get some <laughs> caramel macchiatos and do a lip sync. <laughs> I was going to say, I think... I. I was going to say, I think TV brought it in uh-huh. and I was going to go on a segue with that. But then I remembered like, I don't know what that was. A month ago, Dave found a really old video from Facebook. <coughs> Sorry. In He's one of getting his. getting uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <book-lumped>. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's That's provocative. Okay. Um, <laughs> he found an old video from Facebook of him shooting a video on a crappy flip phone. Oh, yeah. Getting me to do stuff behind these doors that we had built. So this was pre-television. This was pre-really camera phones and social media. Dave was already filming me trying to get me to do dumb stuff on camera. <laughs> so this is something that we have been doing for a while, but I think it kind of got amplified with TV. Yeah. Because um, like Dave mentioned before, we are guys that love building and we love drama um, and improv. And that, that was always a part of our lives growing up. So the second that TV got introduced into our lives as something we can do alongside with building, I think it just amplified that part of our lives and how much we love to just entertain and make people laugh. Um, so I think that really shone a light on that for us. And then obviously social media taking off the way that it did. It was like, oh, now we have our own little platform that we could do whatever we want. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and then forget just being in uh, on set with other different TV people. You can put them in the back of your van. Exactly. As you've done. <laughs> um, they did have a interview that they would put people in the back of their Brolaws van and interview. And then you posted that. So you've used every avenue of entertainment you could. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a joy finding. You guys mm-hmm. are joy finders. Well, we want to bring joy and laughter to other people. I think that's something that's been so big with both of us as we grew up. Uh, my mom is somebody who suffers from depression and takes medication to stay balanced and stuff. So as a kid growing up, I just always wanted to make my mom happy, make her laugh. So I was the kid, like we had a small little living room, kitchen, dining room that was all connected with a wall in between. And I would go around behind the wall and change into a new character and then come out the other side. So I'd like <laughs> hike up my pants, Steve Urkel style, and come out with a weird voice. And then I'd go back around and I'd pull them down and be like, what's up, mom? And like, I would just like keep going around changing characters. And it's just something that we love to do is make people laugh. So if we can throw out a lip sync video of us in wigs being complete goofballs and change one person's day, that they're having a terrible day and they come across that video and it brightens the mood and it changes the tone for the rest of the day for them, then that's all like that's all that we want. That's all that we want to just to change that person's day. You've shifted the paradigm though on how people look at a genuinely masculine, right. brutish, super you know, I'm going to say testosterone-driven place of employment. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when I walk onto a job site, there aren't any women. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. I'm usually the only girl on the job site. And it's not a happy place. And it's filthy. And I'm usually cleaning. And I'm and I'm sometimes I feel like I'm bribing. I'm bribing my contractors to do things for me. I'm like, so if I bring you a pizza, um, what you're going to do is you're going to have the tile done by... Six o'clock tonight. Okay, are we on the same page? Okay, great. So we're gonna grow tomorrow. Okay, I love you. I'll bring you the pizza in a minute. So, so it. I feel like that's how I've had to manage trades over. But no, with once I met 
the both of you. We had to stop you because you were like, let me bring you this. Let me bring you this. And we're like, Tiff, you don't have to do this for us. No, it's ingrained in me. I'm like, uh, okay, it's so macchiato time. Is it treat time? What do we need? What do we need? Do we need some more? Uh, we need some M&Ms. We need some yeah. peanut M&Ms. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, but truthfully, that comes from just not knowing if I could ever do enough for you both because I love you so much and I appreciate who you are and what you bring. Um, and that's, so that's the big thing is that I appreciate who you are, but I also appreciate the paradigm shift that you're mm. creating mm-hmm. in your trade and you're showing men that they can have fun yeah. and you're showing men that they can be playful and joyful and not, you know, you're not losing your masculinity doing these things. You're expanding who you are as a human and you're showing others your heart mm-hmm. and you're showing your love yeah. for what you do and your love for the people. So that's why you're here. Because Amazing. I'm telling you, it, it gets me every single time because there's a real true connection with the home because I've always pictured the home as the large embodiment of who we are. Yeah. And we are an expression of the things that we surround ourselves with. And then we then it keep pulling it. What's going on, Coco? Oh, we need a break. Okay, let's do a break. <laughs> <laughs> this break brought to you by... Brolas, Brolas, Brolas. Brolas, Brolas, Brolas. Well, now that Coco got his much needed break because he's been talking so much. Coco, uh, what did you say on our break? You said you uh, wanted to. I want to be a Brola, man. I mean, I can't hammer a nail or anything, but I just want to be an honorary Brola because of this joy thing. And no, I really, that that's wonderful. You, you, like, along with what you're doing, you care about making somebody's day better. And that's that's awesome. Well, I can tell you by the sound of your voice, you're already an honorary bro law. Oh, thank you very much. That fits the bill. We're good. I can just narrate what you guys do. I love it. That wouldn't be my life. And now Joey is hammering a nail. <laughs> Perfect. So we did we did a set of the most interesting contractor in the world. Oh. I don't know if you remember the uh, the old commercial, the most interesting man in the world. That was a beer commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we did a set of the most interesting contractor in the world, and I think you have to narrate a couple of those. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. my, Coco, seriously, you 100%. Now Dave swings the hammer. <laughs> they pull out the crowbar. Things are getting dirty. I don't usually drink beer, but when I do, brolas. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that though, because when you're building a company and you're building a brand, you want it to be something that people can connect to. Um, when you look at marketing and big brands and what they have and its ideas and stuff that people want to pay into, want to relate to. And that's something that we wanted to build. We wanted to build a brand of, of new type of contractors, people who are just authentic and who they are. And like, truly we want to be able to do well as a company so that we can help others because that is kind of always is and has always been at the core of our hearts um, is to be able to succeed so that we can help others so that we can help the less fortunate in different ways. Well, you're doing it every day. And that's the thing about change is mm. it's it's always the small little things. Yeah. It's ne- that's the way I always look at stuff. Yeah. It's never the big bites. It's always the small little nibbles. Mm-hmm. And you guys take little nibbles, sometimes big bites. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> there, was, there was an inside joke that just happened there. It's not a word. It's a mouth action that only Joey can do. Okay. <laughs> Snipper snake. Well, okay. So you know about my snipper yeah, snake, guys. Snipper snake. Okay. Let's so, talk about the snipper snake. Coco knows I've got my little snipper snake side <laughs> that true. comes out and does the little bites. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Joey discovered it one I day. Did. Coco, <laughs> I called you right out on it. <laughs> you know, I, I low blowed somebody almost to their face, yep. and uh, Joey saw me do it under my breath. <laughs> <laughs> and you said like, it loud enough so they could hear it. Yeah. But it was it was said with pleasantness and it was said with <laughs> Tiffany-ness behind it. So I, I watched it all unfold. I was standing in the background just observing like I do. And I just watched this happen like the most kind, pleasant person on the planet. And you were just approached a burn with that same pleasantness. <laughs> and I was like, man, like you don't go at people. You're not aggressive. You're not a shark that takes big bites. You just, you just you take little bites. 
That's all it takes is a little bite. So he, so <laughs> he's like, I watched your shark bite. I watched it and I was like, yeah, I'm a little pink shark. He goes, you took a little bite, but I watched you. And I was like, yep. So now whenever I do little bites, Joey does a little. <laughs> he makes, and it's like so fast because his jaw is trying to replicate that of a shark. Yep. Um, but Coco, that was actually something I thought about you that day because I was like, very few people know about my little snipper snake. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Joey witnessed it full, but he knows that I do it, which is you got to be listening because if you're not listening, you're not sure if I'm snippering because I'm not changing my tone. Mm, nope. Very funny. <laughs> uh, going back, changing. Okay, small bites. We're going to get back there. We do the small bites. Oh, can yeah. I, can I just say that having a little bit of a snipper snake makes a person far more interesting. You don't want somebody that's all sweet all the time. Thanks, Coco. You need to keep, some people need to be kept in check. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to do that with the snipper snake. Well, yeah, I keep things in check, but I do it with love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to set it to you straight, but I'm not going to yell at you. You can't win all the time. God knows I know that. (laughs) I know. Girl, I know. Um, So little bites, you want to change the world. So here's what I want to say. When you're working with someone and you're doing this thing with their home and you say you just, and I remember you were saying you wanted to um, help people, you wanted to help the less fortunate. Where does that come from? Where does this helping people, wanting to help people, because this is the thing, your profession has a very awful track record. Yeah. When you hear people talk about contractors, they're not saying, oh my God, I'm in love with my contractor. Unless he's really hot and mean, but True. but usually they just hate him, but they just like to look at him. <laughs> but but not a lot of people say they love their contractors. Mm-hmm. So w- this is what I love about what you're doing is you're bringing love to something that others don't. I've heard more sad stories about contractors and yeah. contracting than I have good. And so I want to know what your inspiration is with what made you feel like you really wanted to help people build their dreams and then help people who are less fortunate? Like, where does that come from? I think, again, it comes from our dads. And I think that's one of the reasons why we want to show this is we want, there's a lot of people who don't have the best role models in fathers out there. Um, And we have been blessed. And like I said, I've been a part of Joey's family for so long. So his dad is my dad as well. So both my dad and Joey's dad are such kind-hearted people. Um, Joey's dad is a lawyer who always worked with people that you would say were the degenerates, the people that wouldn't pay him, the people that needed the help. And he was always that positive influence in their life. No matter how many times they committed the same crime or did the same thing, they would come back to him because they knew that he was always there to help them and that he truly wanted to see them better. And my dad as well, from a young age, just taught me to have a kind heart towards the homeless to, if you don't feel comfortable giving them money, then take them to a store and buy them a slice of pizza or something. And that was just the influence that I was grown up with that I saw my dad doing all the time. And they both just have such big hearts for giving. And I think that just trickled into both of our lives and it got so deep into our cores that we're always trying to figure out ways of how we can help people. And it's just kind of getting to that place where we're able to. And we have been blessed along the way to be able to work with people on super, super special projects um, that were able to impact their lives and make a difference, which has been an extreme blessing. Yeah. The other thing to think about, though, is when you take care of people, maybe that aren't less fortunate, if you treat them well, then they'll have that good spirit in their heart and then they can perpetuate that good spirit and help other people too. And it's stopping a cycle, right? Correct. And I think that's something, like you said, why are we like the way we are? Why are we the contractors that we are? And it's because we want to stop that cycle. Stop that cycle of this toxic masculine uh, contractor who has to be angry and brooding and yelling. And we want to just turn the script on that one job at a time and just say, no, like you don't have to be that way. Like you can show love and joy and you can laugh and wear a wig and sing a song on the job site. I would like to take full responsibility for these wigs. (laughs) Absolutely. I, um, I didn't realize that giving you guys these wigs, that these wigs were going to get a lot of play. They get a lot of play. They're hung up in our shop. They need to be washed and they need to be brushed. But other than the washing and the brushing. So (laughs) sidebar about Joey, we did a back with our youth group. We, a dress as your parents night. Joey came. 
dressed as his mom. Obviously. <laughs> Did you wear one of the wigs? No. no so this, this is, is way back. This is pre. This is a long time again, ago. Joey's 12 at this point. Yeah. Oh, wow. So okay. Well, see, because just... I could see Joey doing this anytime, really. So that's the guys you ran into with wigs. And we were like, oh, let's do this. <laughs> well, Game I, on. I remember pulling the wigs out of the pack and you guys were like, so I want to just bring anyone listening up to speed. Last year, Dave, Joey, myself, my team of gals, and the folks at Princess Margaret Hospital, which is a specialized hospital in Toronto for cancer, put together a, a pop-up, which was a two-story downtown color club. And it was a place for people to come and interact with color try on different fun ways of coloring their hair or see themselves in wigs and then donate to Color to Conquer Cancer. And so Dave, Joey, myself, and my team had two weeks to build and then this pop-up shop was available to the public for another two weeks. So during this two-week build, we were given lots of hair products mm -hmm. yep, and yep. wigs and all sorts of accoutrement to accessorize the space. Now, there were some things I couldn't use. That's <laughs> true. Um, there were some wigs I wasn't really interested in using because they were a little <laughs> blasé. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't realize is the wigs that I thought were just a little bit too natural colored or, you know, not really going to go with my avant-garde look would look like natural hair <laughs> on both Dave and Joey and how they would put their hats on with these wigs and look hot and sensational and Fabio-like <laughs> and they kept them on and they would braid each other's wigs and <laughs> it was it was some of the best days of my life so times. these wigs have stayed with you they have oh, as yeah. I say they're hung up in our shop that's where they stay mm -hmm. until we are inspired to use them in a video and then we bring them on site yeah. and uh, we actually use that as a part of our home show talk that we <laughs> do is we have our video of us doing a lip sync in the wigs just to showcase people hey there's a contractor out there for everybody you may not want this in your house and then we show the video of us in wigs doing a number uh, as a lip sync <laughs> And a well choreographed number. That was a great, was great. one. Uh, could you show me this number, please? <laughs> it was the. It was the. We need the boys. We do. Okay. Well, another, the, another time. I do my. I throw my hair toss. Check my nails. That okay. song. Oh okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, you yeah. gotta look at that. Like good as hell. There's a reason why we lip sync. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah. I have two wigs to give you. Okay. I have um, one that I use. It's like a brunette with bangs. And I have another one that's like pure rainbow unicorn. Long. Oh, okay. You guys, I didn't realize you really, but I've got to give these to you now. <laughs> yeah. We can put those to I, very good use. I need to put my things where they're going to get some work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want a Maserati. You want a hot body. <laughs> you got to work. That's it. We'll put some miles on those wigs. Yeah. Okay. I'm set. I'm, honestly, I'm going to give them to you. <laughs> so Coco, yes. before I go, I have two more questions, but before I do, I want to know what are you thinking right now? <laughs> okay, okay, I have a question. Okay, so you you, you love the contracting and yes. uh, making people feel better, uh, joy, as well as this kind of love of acting and improv. Mm -hmm. How do you now, or, or what is the opportunity that gets you into television? How does that come about? Ah, so that actually came about from Paul LaFrance. We worked with him as children. Um, <laughs> and as we continued to work for him, he got an opportunity to be on uh, Breakfast Television 48-Hour Makeover. Um, so us being obviously his best crew and the ones that can pull off a 48-hour deck of Paul LaFrance design, he had us build it for him. Um, so he got seen on that Breakfast Television and our old producer uh, saw him on there and was like, this guy's charismatic and a little bit crazy, but just enough crazy to put on TV, <laughs> referencing Paul. Um, so he contacted him to do a show. Um, so then... It kind of all just snowballed from there. Yeah, and we weren't even supposed to be a part of the show. We were supposed to just be background builders, workers. We weren't supposed to be featured at all. And then the director saw our dynamics on site of the crew and was like, you have something so special here that you don't even realize. And started giving us mics and started asking us questions. And slowly we just crawled our way <laughs> into it to become bigger kind of characters, as you would say, in the show. And then we've just kind of been ourselves and waited for opportunities to come. We're not people to go knocking doors down. We kind of 
go by the flow and see what comes our way. And it's been evolving in a way that we could have never expected, mm-hmm. um, especially being a kid, always wanting to be an actor, wanting to be in something. And now we're not really actors. We're just doing our day-to-day life. <laughs> but the On t- camera. On yeah. camera. And it's evolving for us. And it's incredible. Like, we've been on TV for... Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. And... It's been a slow evolution, and we hope to one day have our own spotlight, but we are happy and content with what we've been able to do and share that love and joy through TV. It's been incredible. But you couldn't, I don't think this magic can be kept down. I I can't. (laughs) It's a volcano. It really is. I honestly, it's, it's, it's just the biggest shame of Canadian television that you guys don't have your own show. That's how I feel. (laughs) It's everyone should know who you are. Everyone should bear witness to your spirit and your faces and your love and your abilities. And it's, it's a shame. But that's okay. It's I've, a damn shame. It's a damn shame. But there's plenty it's of life to live, right? It's coming. It's, it's so all plenty coming. of life. But isn't it funny? I always feel like in the TV world, there's so many different ways that people in television find their way to TV. Mm. But people who are intended for TV, usually TV will find them. And TV found you guys, damn. you know, and you're supposed to be on television because you are who you are and you're the real deal. And that's the thing I do love about you is that you guys are the real deal. Everything you're doing, everything that you're referencing, the the tips and the tricks that you're saying on camera are things that you know because you do it all the time, right? Yeah, we were always working on camera on and off. So it was, we're building, building, building. The job had to get done. And in amongst it, they would just ask us some questions. Hey, what are you doing? And we exactly. would throw out a little tidbit. Yep. Um, Anybody I, watching TV, though, you have to know how rare that is. <laughs> Usually yeah. the contractor that's building isn't really doing any building and they're fed certain details and information to make them sound like they know what they're doing, but they're not really doing the job. These guys are, they're sweaty, their feet smell. (laughs) Oh yeah. They are, they're in it. I'm currently both those things. We came from a job site straight to here. There's a lot of fiberglass on me right now. (laughs) I gave both these guys big hugs and apparently my pink shirt is covered in fiberglass now. (laughs) I don't care. It was worth it for the hug and I'll take it any day. I'll be covered in broken glass for you. (laughs) Joey gave you the itch. (laughs) This shows you the level of my love. I'll be covered in broken glass for you. Shards of glass. Um, Okay, so guys, let's talk about what you want to talk about, what I want to talk about which is what when you're building somebody hires you for a job what do you turn down and why when you're is it just the job is it the person and then what do you want to jump at so currently right now in this current state of your life what gets you excited and what makes you walk away oh very interesting question i want to say it's it's I'll say it's slightly more difficult for me to speak to just because Dave does the sales. So he sees the initial client. He goes through that process. Who discovered, um, who decided that, by the way? I think we just fell Naturally, into it. When yeah. we started the company, it was like, all right, one of us has to do this and one of us has to do this. Uh, we went on the sales calls together for probably the first three yeah. months yeah. to a year. That's a big range. But he said <laughs> a year, so I opened it up to a year. I don't think it was that long. Okay. <laughs> uh, but we went together, and then it was just something that Dave was really, really good at. He's so good at connecting with people. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's what kind of segues into your question. Of I think, I really hope there's still clients on here listening that <laughs> oh, listening. we didn't take. Uh, but I think it is a personal level. It's that connection that we kind of spoke to earlier. I think... Because of honestly, the clients that we have turned down, it wasn't because there wasn't money there. I think for the most part, they were all very well off clients. They wanted to do high end projects, but we could tell right away that this this just wasn't going to work between us. There was a contractor out there for them that I'm sure was going to do a fantastic job. See how positive he is about that. <laughs> but we could just tell that there was find someone. Yeah. You're not going to be alone forever. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't think it was a case of the money in the case of the ones that we've turned down because it was just a matter of we're not going to enjoy ourselves on your projects, so you're not going to end up enjoying yourself either. Um, so let's just call this what it is and kind of 
part ways. Yeah. But, and but then, equally for the joy, you're like, I love these people. Exactly. And like when you meet those people that you connect with, um, there was a young family that we did a house, full house renovation with basically. And they had just as much fun with it as us. So Valentine's Day, we came into our job site with pink and red balloons everywhere. They set up a little table with cupcakes, homemade their kids iced them, put sprinkles on them. They had hug, like kisses. They had uh, cream. <laughs> everything I longed for. Two bottles <laughs> of pink cream soda there for <gasps> us. They had like the whole room done up for us. Yeah. And that's that's what gets you excited those when you people. meet those people yeah. and you're like, yeah. we are going to enjoy life together for these next two <laughs> yeah. months. We're going to have so much fun. But uh, I, I have to say that this is an announcement to every single person listening to the Love Jam that I don't care what you do for a living that if you do work for yourself and you have a choice and you're acquiring clients and you're figuring out what kind of jobs to take Mm -hmm. or what jobs not to take, that it's so important to check in with yourself in your own private barometer to understand that it goes, accepting someone into your life as a client or otherwise goes so much further than how much money you're going to make. And sometimes doing things for the money, but losing the joy or the personal connection isn't worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. That's everything you've said. So of course you agree. (laughs) Well, I think that's something that Dave's really good at on the sales side is I've heard him say it in every single meeting is I'm not going to upsell you. I'm not going to sell you on something that's going to take you beyond what your budget is because that's when you're going to get uncomfortable. That's when this, this relationship is going to have tension because no matter what, as fun as we are, if we take people beyond their budget, there's going to be tension there because now they're uncomfortable. Now they feel like they're getting taken advantage of. So I feel like Dave's really good at that right at the get go being like, you need to set your budget and we need to make sure we stay inside of that so that this can be a joyful experience for both of us. Also knowing that, and you guys know this better than anybody, as soon as those walls come down, you're never sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. There's so many variables working in a home that, you can go for a meeting and take a look around, but you're never really sure what's behind yeah. closed doors or walls or closets. Yeah. And it's walking the people through that process, which is so much fun. So we did a project for a single lady who had lived in her home for 30 plus years and she couldn't, she knew she needed to renovate it, but she couldn't imagine the change. She couldn't envision the space and what it was going to be like. So walking her through that process, yeah. taking her, holding her hand saying, we're going to do this. It's going to be fine. You're going to be happy with it. And she did not regret a second of it. The demo, everything. She enjoyed it so much, but it was painting that picture and letting her know kind of where we're going with this and that we're going to make sure that we are putting your money to the best use that we can. It's You started this whole thing with, you know, what's really fun. And yes. not a lot of people yeah. would say that, yeah. you know? Yeah. You say, you know what the best part is? And also having fun reimagining someone's space for them yeah. is such a skill, but on top of it, it is such a gift. Yeah. Because you you haven't lived there for 30 years. You don't know what these walls look like. You mm-hmm. don't know the places she's done things. So for you, it's fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the one, that's the one thing I can say that is the gift of doing this job is being able to show someone a new life within their four walls. Yes. Yeah. When you've done something one way always, it's so hard to expand your mind past mm-hmm. it. And I'm, yes. I'm sure you guys love being able to to blow people's minds <laughs> on the regular. Yeah. But with the joy and with the blowing of the minds comes, Joe. A big responsibility. That's and that's right. another part of this. We bring a lot of love and joy in everything we do, but we also understand the responsibility that we have. This is someone's home. This is the biggest part of their life. It's something that they come back to after hard days of exactly. work. So if we don't make the experience joyful, if we don't give them a finished product that they're going to love, now the rest of their life that they spend in that home isn't going to be joy-filled. It's going to be regretting the thing that they went through with their contractor. It's going to be regretting the decisions that they made. We don't want that to be the mark that we left on their life as a whole. So we want to leave their house so that they can come back home and be, oh, I'm so glad that we decided to go with the bro laws. Like, I love my new kitchen. I love my new bathroom. It doesn't matter what we do. We want to leave a lasting impression that's positive on their life. It's a legacy of love. Yeah. It's Mm. a legacy of love. Mm. You guys have a legacy. (laughs) You do. Because it's funny you should say that. I know you guys have walked into this. I know we have to wrap this up, by the way. But this is one of my favorite <laughs> things that I love. Does this happen to you? 
somebody will have a designer come in and do some not great work. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come in and do a little cleanup. And they will just focus in on something that I would never have really focused in on. But because they wanted something else or because their dream was different and someone kind of overrided their vision, Mm -hmm. I have to make it right. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys see that all the time where somebody maybe didn't do such a great job. You have to come in and fix it. So that's the one thing I feel like you guys are the Robin Hood. Like oh, the, I like that. The trend. Robin Hood team. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you do that? You Robin Hood a situation where like someone's had a bad situation and you've fixed it? Yeah. And you can just tell even people's tentativeness to the experience. Right. And they have a preconceived like idea of what it's going to look like, how it's going to go. And we just get in there and break those <laughs> barriers and be like, okay, whatever you think you thought about a contractor, throw it out the window. Let's go. Like, let's work <laughs> together. But we also like... You sometimes you got to let the homeowner make the bad choice or let them make yeah. the wrong decision and be willing to go down that road with them. I remember one bedroom we painted in a color that was popular gray, but it was beige as beige could be. <laughs> and it was just one of those moments where you're painting the wall and you're like, I know the homeowner doesn't want this. And you send them a picture and they're like, oh my God, stop right now. <laughs> and you're like, okay. So you stop, you save the cans of paint. You get the new color in there and you work with them. Right. So I think we're just, we're willing, we're always willing to work with people and kind of walk them through that process. And I hope that anybody getting into a renovation is able to find that type of person that can work with them, that can help them through the process, that can hold their hand and make it a positive experience no matter what it is. And I think that's why we fell in love with you so much because your heart for design and it's more about the impact you can leave in that person's home that whether they've had a stressful day at work and they come home that they can feel something new to change their day, whether it's an outdoor oasis, whether it's a kitchen, a bathroom, whatever it is, just something that they can come home to and be refilled, recharged. Right. It's we work similarly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because as a designer, I think I, I kind of, I work differently. I don't want my impact to be my style. I want my mm. impact to be uh, my ability to show people back to themselves yes. within four walls. Yeah, I'm less concerned about having to put my particular style on everybody, although mm-hmm. I do have a signature style. <laughs> um, and I do have to say that I want people to feel like I listened. And that's one thing that I know you do is you listen. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to wrap this up, but I think this is, we have to wrap this up ourselves. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we have to play a game and the game okay. is all the things we said that were really smart on this podcast. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> um, so the game is. I like, I like the Robin Hood part. <laughs> right? Aren't they Robin, the Robin Hood of the contracting world? We, we even talked about that idea. We that did. would be a good show idea where oh. you do one renovation. That's like a $200,000 beautiful masterpiece. And then you take the profits from that and do a yes. renovation for somebody who has nothing. One million. Right? Billion. I love that. Yeah, I, would, no. I would totally narrate that. <laughs> Perfect. Coco's going to follow you everywhere yeah. you go now. They'll be like, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. I was just with the bro laws. I need my ringtone to be Coco just saying, your but, phone is ringing. Your phone is ringing. <laughs> but, but if we're going to do Robin Hood and I'm going to kind of join the bro laws, we all have to wear leather. Oh, Perfect. wow. Okay, well, people are getting a certain impression of you, Coco. I don't know. If it... We're painting okay, a picture. let's wrap this up. <laughs> on that note. Smart things we said on this podcast. One, I'm just, we're just going to keep sparring. And this okay. is real time so people can know. Um, connection. Please have a connection with your contractor so that you know that you want to have this person in your house for the next X amount of days, weeks, months, or years. So this is a list of the things you should look for (laughs) in a contractor. So it's connection. Okay, you go. I say joy. Joy. Joy in your day. Joy that you can come home smiling, knowing that your project's in capable hands. Okay, Joe? Communication. Something huge on the contractor side, the designer side. If you're the one working, communicate absolutely everything with the client, with the homeowner. It'll make it smooth sailing. Know when to say no. Mm -hmm. Know when to turn around and say this is not for me or these people are not for me or this is not going to work out or this isn't a good fit because sometimes it's better to say no right away than not follow your gut and wish that you would have in the first place 
I don't know if we talked about this, but I'd say grace. Having grace for your contractor, if something goes wrong, giving them the benefit of the doubt and same thing for the contractor. Have grace for your clients. If they pick the wrong paint color, don't beat them up about it. Take them through the process and let's re regroup. Yep, that's a great one. Mm -hmm. Wigs. Uh, <laughs> whether you like them or not, they're always funny. So <laughs> that's all. Um, time. That things always take longer yes. than everyone thinks it's going to take. And that we should all give each other the 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 gift of time, mm. which is to know that it's gonna it's going to end, but we have to try to enjoy the process. Cause often I'll say that when I have clients complain, like, oh my God, this is taking so long. I'm like, you're gonna miss me. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, like when I'm not here, you're gonna miss me and want me back for steak. Um, anything else, Dave? I'd say money. Oh, knowing good your one. knowing your budget and not letting that kind of interfere and dictate the attitude of each day and the project in general. That's a beautiful one, actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anything, Joe? I was also going to say money. Um, <laughs> yeah, Money is a big one. I, we didn't really one. talk about it. I know we're running out of time. No, but I think <laughs> but you should put it when in. When you talk about relationships outside of build, outside of uh, construction, yeah. there's a lot of marriages that break up over money, over finances. Um, money rules a lot of our life. And yes, a renovation project is going to cost money. It's going to, if you want something beautiful, it can cost a lot of money. But not letting that budget and money dictate the relationship you have with the contractor. It should feel something that you should feel comfortable with. They should feel comfortable with. And knowing your budget and not exceeding that is going to help you stay grounded in that budget, in the design, and in the project. And just to spin off that, it's it's don't give money the power over your life that yes. Western culture has told you it has. Wow, I love this. Keep so, going, keep going. Unpack it, unpack it, Joe. Unpack <laughs> I think it. we touched on it with Dave and I and how we approach money. Um, we never want to give money the power over our life to dictate our mindset, to dictate how love we this. treat each other, how we treat our families. I think, like Dave just chatted about, it can affect relationships in such a negative way. But if you don't give money that power over your life, then it can't affect how you treat people, how you have joy in your life, because that's what money ends up doing. It ends up ripping the joy out of your life. So don't give it that power. And just approach everything with a great mindset and with love and happiness. Mm, preach, brother. <laughs> I feel like I can't even talk after that. <laughs> you know what? But that's, I have, that's, but I, that's beautiful. That's prophetic. Because when you approach it that way, magically money appears. Yeah. Coco, we talk about this all the time, you yeah, and I. exactly. He and I have this constant conversation about cash. And we can't even keep track who's bought what for who at this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't even care. Like, mm -hmm. if he needs something, I'll get it for him. I don't care. And vice versa. Um, this is the last point I think we should make that we didn't talk about, but I think it's important that changing your home, calling some contractors and fixing your house isn't going to fix your life or your marriage or anything. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to create stress. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I can say, um, is something that's really important to me is I never like to work in a circumstance where I feel like someone's using my service as a means to fix a problem that's not... Mm my profession. Mm -hmm. So get real with yourself, get real with your project, why you want to do it, and then invite the appropriate people in to do it with you so that you can, I always look at what we do is like opening up a new portal. Yeah. So you open up a new portal of happiness and possibility into your life once this project is completed so that you can focus on other things. Mm -hmm. Because often people will use a renovation or changes in their home as an excuse to not live. And I think we should live every single second and we shouldn't use anything that's happening within our families or within the home as an excuse not to be our best and to live our most. Mm. So um, love I that. love you guys. We love you more. <laughs> because you you make me want to live. Uh, this is, ooh, you make me live. Yeah, Coco, you got to put that on. Please find it. Please find it. Please find it. Coco, please find it. And he's going to say like, no, we can because I don't want to get hit with the copyright infringement. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. I think, I think your version of it is good. Yeah, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the you thing. Make, but you do. You guys make me live. You do. Uh, Coco, anything before we wrap this up other than that you're going to leave me for the bro laws? Um, I really enjoyed this. What have you enjoyed the most? This is... Good 
Uh, male energy. I don't. We haven't had a male. Yeah, we have. Jamie uh, came in. You oh, were here this season. No, this is our first male this yeah, season. Yeah, first boys this season. I'm yes. rad. First boy yakas in the season. Oh yeah. I don't know why we went to beat. No, I don't know either. You know what? Last last thing I'd say is, I'm probably one of those people that has the impression of contracting being a very, you know, singular, masculine kind of edgy thing, and you you two guys are the sweetest, funniest contractors, quote unquote, I've ever met in my life. So it's been great for me. Well, thanks. Thank you, Coco. <laughs> we try. Don't, don't see, okay, so I just want to say, just always uh, keep me uh, in the loop if you guys are going to hang out. Uh, <laughs> I'd also like to be there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say, don't do things without me. I'm feeling... <laughs> don't do things without me. <laughs> <laughs> feeling really codependent. Um, <laughs> I, I could not, I, I say it all the time, um, but anybody listening, I want you to check out the bro laws. So we've got on, okay, so let's do a little shameless plug here we've got right (laughs) brolaws.ca is the website correct brolaws letter r us so at brolaws r us on instagram their instagram is a must see you must follow you must watch every lip sync you see (laughs) and then if you're checking out podcasts and you're on itunes or spotify you're going to go to breakfast with the brolaws it's also Freaking funny. And I was the first female guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just get each other. I, I literally never want to live without you. I don't want to know what life is like without you both. I really don't. You complete my heart. You make me feel like everything I do in this life, especially in this weird world of design and building, makes sense. And um, I can't. And also your time is so valuable. And you made the time to be here and to share your love and your goodness with me and the peoples. So thank you. Thank you. I love you guys. We love you. Okay. We're going to stay here complimenting each other for the next 20 20 minutes. minutes, (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to cut that out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Coco. I wouldn't be here without you supporting, commenting, and subscribing. So thank you so much. Delta Fawcett Canada, again, here we are, season three, what a ride. We would not be making this magic happen without you. And of course, the sounds, the music in the mix. Coco, you are the man. We are always together. And if it's not here on the podcast, you can check me out on my website, tiffanypratt.com, or you can check out my Instagram, at the Tiffany Pratt. But either way, friends, I'll see you on the flip side. I know we're going to be together again, and I'm sending you my deepest gratitude and all the glittering rainbow love. I love you. Okay, bye.